Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Wednesday to you, Golden Eagle fans. Listening across the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Appreciate you joining us today. Luke Johnson in the First Bank Studios in downtown Laurel. Michael Mergens producing for us at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty will join us a little later in the program going to talk uh, some recruiting with Heath Hinton and also some uh, just additional Southern Miss stuff here in uh, in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be talking to Russ Anderson uh, from Conference USA in just a second. Remind you the first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, located in a community near you. Some of the best. Uh, barbecue around, and remember, uh, you get that free ice cream when you eat at Dickie's Barbecue. See the home team at Turtle Creek Mall in West. Hattiesburg. Happy to have on the show with us now Russ Anderson, the Assistant Commissioner for Football and Baseball Operations from Conference USA. And Russ, um, not just uh, been been a week, uh, hadn't been a month like this, uh, I guess, in your entire uh, athletic uh, administration career, yes? I don't think any of us has seen uh, anything like what we've uh, the last week or, or 10 days, uh, what's transpired. Um, it's a uh, it's uh, certainly unique, a situation that really, um, you know, continues to develop, you know, day to day and sometimes hour to hour. One of the uh, one of the biggest things uh, that we're all going to miss um, is we usually see you once or twice a year. One of those is down in Biloxi for the Conference USA baseball tournament and so to walk our listeners through um you know how the conference came to their decision back on march 12th uh, you suspended um conference uh, play and and at the time you were in the middle of, of two tournaments had to be hard to make that initial decision for sure i mean it, it really was we uh, we had uh, two teams that were on the floor in warm-ups for the first game uh of the day you know and at the same time we had our ad's meeting um, you know, to make uh, the decision on what we should do and just, you know, uh, like oh, everything, as everything has kind of gone along here over the last uh, week now, it's just you're using the information you have available at that time to make the best decision. And so when we made the initial um, decision last Thursday to uh, to cancel the remainder of the basketball championships and then put all of our uh, spring sports on hiatus, that was based on what we knew basically last Thursday, and as things have developed, we, and there's been more, you know, more cases of uh, of coronavirus through the country, and and some of the other restrictions that have made been made, uh, you know, uh, to things way out, you know, outside of sports as far as gathering of crowds and that, um, you know, the the decision was made then that it really would be best to uh, go ahead and cancel the rest of the spring sport. Um, season, obviously a uh, you know a really difficult decision, um, a tough decision. We you know really feel for the student athletes that uh, that can't compete, um, but it's really what is best for for 
everyone in the country right now. I've been really thankful for, specifically within the conference, just uh, you know the understanding of fans, and really across the country. Um, I want to get into the, the student athletes here in just a minute with you, Russ. But you know, somebody brought this up the other day, and and uh, we don't think about it sometimes here in South Mississippi. You guys are responsible, really, from Virginia all the way uh, to the Texas uh, international line with Mexico as a conference. Student athletes and travel. We had to pull a softball team out from Florida. It, I mean, it really covers uh, a, a great portion of the country when you're thinking about the, the geographic footprint. It, it really does. Um, but, you know, un, un, very unfortunately, this is a, a, an epidemic that is throughout the country anyway. Um, so it's, it's not like only some of our campuses are affected potentially. It's really it's all of our campuses. It's every, every state. I think I heard yesterday, I think West Virginia was the last state that didn't have a confirmed uh, case, and now they do. So it is all... All you know, uh, all fifty states that have had you know a case confirmed at this point. So you make the decision, uh, I believe Monday to cancel. I think it was Monday night. Um, the board of directors. Uh, I mean, it was really a, a, a unanimous decision. Um, you know, help our listeners comprehend too, though. You know that you guys just aren't sitting in some room somewhere detached from reality. You understand that when you make that decision. You are, you know, possibly ending, you know, careers of, of people. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but just the, the outflow of that decision. NCAA has stepped in and try to deal with eligibility. Um, but, you know, our, our listeners, uh, it, it, it makes them understand the fact that you guys know the weight of that decision when you not only suspend, but when you finally cancel an entire spring season. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, and our staff has had uh, te- teleconferences with the ADs uh, basically every single day. Uh, for the last week and, um, you know, just going over the situations. Uh, and that's something those, those regular calls are going to continue because there are still a lot of, um, you know, uh, tenements to this um, that have to be worked through. There's, um, well, well, now we're, we're at the point we're not going to be playing games. There's still a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. Yeah, it seemed like when the NCAA put out uh, that decision, I think it was Friday, we were uh, we were hanging out with Gabe Montenegro, the starting left fielder for Southern Miss, and I said, hey, Gabe, you're a redshirt, redshirt junior now. You know, he was started laughing, but um, I know it's all happening in real time, Russ, but, I mean, those are the things that we're looking at. What's it going to be from a scholarship perspective? What's it going to be from a roster size? Some student-athletes probably won't come back, you know, from, and, and use that year, whether they get drafted or whether, you know, they, they just decide to move on with their careers. Um, there, there's several areas, and I guess it's just going to see how the NCAA works with each conference, uh, that we'll know that eventually. Yeah, I think that, you know, the NCAA will, will you know, that'll be something that won't be up to a conference. It'll be, that'll be really a, an NCAA decision whether or not, um, you know, someone who did not, was not able to play the spring sports, um, you know, we'd get another year of eligibility. You know, currently you have five years to play four athletic seasons um, that may get extended potentially, uh, you know, to the students that were impacted this year where they would get six years. Um, that hasn't been decided yet. It's something the NCAA is still, is still looking through. There was, you know, some discussion of, uh, you know, would that apply potentially to basketball as well because they weren't able to finish their season. So um, right. that will be discussed, too. Has there been any talk whatsoever about, because baseball is your forte, we love it here on the Eagle Hour, so many Southern Miss fans love it, 
Uh, one of the things we talked about to Scott Barry when we talked to him on Monday, you know, is you've already signed a recruiting class, and baseball is one of those where you split. Uh, it was eleven and a half or eleven and three quarters. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, among twenty five to thirty guys, and so has there been any talk about would they would they uh, you know release a scholarship or, or not have a scholarship limit uh, with the increase of roster size, or it's just in the dark right now? Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing that, that you're talking about because if you do want to give another year of eligibility, well, that may impact 8, 10 players, something like that. So you'd have to increase roster size. And, and then, you know, there's obviously a financial impact to, to doing that as well. So that's what I mean when I say, said a few minutes ago that there's still a whole lot of tenements to work through over the, uh, over yeah. the upcoming weeks. It's, it's things like that. You know, this is it's completely uncharted uh, territory for for um, you know from the college athletics standpoint, and and for all of us in our day to day business, this is a some like yeah. something we've ever seen in this country. Specifically uh, on the Conference USA announcement, they called spring sport competition. Does that apply to spring football, or is that a decision to be made later? Um, it, it was it was all competition. Is you know what we. Um, you know, as was worded in there. Now, spring football, I think, is going to be a final decision hasn't been made. But most of these uh, campuses are, you know, closing and doing, you know, the classes remotely, um, things like that. So, stands to reason that spring practice, you know, may fall that same way that it uh, may not end up being held. Um, and then, you know, maybe something would happen potentially where you. You'd have to start fall camp maybe a little bit earlier because you lost out on on those spring opportunities. Uh, you know that's something that may be a possibility. But that's not a conference decision. That would be like a school by school decision. Correct. Correct. Okay. But like um, I said, it's, about, about thirty well, seconds. I'm sorry. Go closed, ahead, Russ. As most of the universities have closed for for classes and that, the likelihood of of keeping uh, uh, student athletes there to have football practice probably not real high sure absolutely about 30 seconds left russ what's been as you've talked to different ad's and different people throughout conference usa everybody uh pretty pretty good uh, response um, to how you guys are leading through this I, I believe so i think everyone understands these were you know difficult decisions but at the same time necessary decisions um you know it's, it's hopefully it's something we never have to go through again hopefully we uh we all, you know, do follow what we're supposed to be doing over the course of the next few weeks, and and the numbers go down, and and we can uh, return to a uh, a more normal life. Uh, you know, I love coming out with you guys. I wish we were talking about the baseball season, the upcoming <laughs> baseball championships. I hope we can get back to that uh, that kind of stuff sooner rather than later. For sure, Russ. Thanks for coming on today, man. Thanks for your leadership, and uh, man, have a great week. All right, thank you. It's Russ Anderson, Assistant Commissioner for Football and Baseball Operations from Conference USA. We'll take a commercial break and be back and talk uh, some Southern Miss sports with Heath Hinton right after this on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by CampusBookmark.net. Located online, 
That's not their official company name. Their official company name is Campus Bookmark, but you can find them online, campusbookmark.net, or on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. I've been sporting my uh, trucker hat. Pretty sweet. Black with a uh, with a, a tan net back, University of Southern Mississippi on the front with a ginormous eagle head on it. Love it. Uh, you can go get you a new hat. Uh, maybe you're going to be uh, fishing a lot more. Um, go get you uh, some some of those cool fishing gear shirts with the Southern Miss uh, patch on them. Uh, they even got sunglasses, I think, with with the Golden Eagle logos. But you can visit them online, campusbookmark.net. We greatly appreciate Campus Bookmark sponsoring the Eagle Hour. Big thanks to Russ Anderson for coming on. First segment and just kind of walking through what the conference uh, is, is dealing with and I guess what everybody's dealing with. And uh, we, we go now to the phones. Heath Hinton uh, joining us from BigGoldNation.com. What's your t- uh, Wednesday like, buddy? Hey, buddy, how you doing? I tell you what, you're talking about Campus Bookmark. One of my most prized possessions I got from there was when Southern Miss beat Florida State in uh, Gainesville. Uh, not Gainesville, I'm sorry. In Jacksonville at the one-time Gator Bowl. It was Jacksonville Stadium now. Uh, they had a replica helmet from then. I got it, and Brett signed it. So you can always wow. get some cool stuff, like retro stuff. From, and you sold uh, it on eBay? No, sir. That is a prized possession that I keep. <laughs> well, Heath, uh, we were joking earlier today. What are we going to talk about? But there has been some uh, some recruiting news. Before we get into that, um, Russ Anderson in our first segment just you know he basically said that spring football is not a it's not a conference decision. It's it's a school by school decision. I don't think anybody now thinks that spring football will will go down. But you're around the sport a lot, and you're around uh, our football team a lot. Um, you know, just as, just to toss it around because that's what we do here. We play ping pong with hypotheticals. Um, what do you do if uh, you know you're you're a football coach, not just Jay Hobson, but but anywhere else, and you're looking at spring football shutting down? Uh, I mean, that that's where you develop talent. That's where you shore up fundamentals, and man, that's where you you install new things, especially Southern Miss with a new OC. Uh, I, I guess for everybody in every situation right now, it's just kind of uncharted territory. Yeah, and it's the loss of practice time development. Let me ask you this. How important was it now, looking back, for teams to make bowl games and get that extra practice time at the end of the year? Um, that's gonna that's more important now than you would ever thought because you're going to be looking at maybe eight months of going without any type of practice, football or anything like that. It's tough on players. Maybe the NCAA will go and add a couple of weeks to uh, fall camp. And maybe get the kids in early and give them time to uh, acclimate themselves and and get back in shape. Maybe not. You don't extend how many practices you put in pads or something like that. But you give them a couple extra weeks to get in there and get in shape and work out. Maybe the NCAA will do something like that. I can see something like that happening coming around uh, the middle of July or something. If everything it could, works it's out just going to depend, depend on yeah when when we uh, when we get clear from from the government I would think that that the NCAA uh, say early summer and again none of us know the timetable for this but it would uh, to me if as a former player and, and you you played high school ball you know too camp can get long so maybe you know uh, you could institute something where you allowed teams to have official practices for two weeks then maybe take a few weeks off and then you know bring them back in for for the start of preseason at least get, at least it let everybody start normally absolutely the biggest thing is getting these kids in shape what people don't understand is football is a dangerous sport let's just call it like it is it's contact it's a violent sport and you got to give men, the, these young men time to get their bodies acclimated 
that's why a lot of times practicing in spring, people don't realize that. It gives them that time between football season and the end of football season to get out there and, and maybe get their bodies acclimated a little bit before the summer starts, before their uh, fall camp starts. So getting the getting the kids acclimated, getting them back in shape, you say what you want, but it, it's you have to be careful when you're going that long without any contact. And, and also it ta- the players are going to have to take uh, – take ownership on themselves and go out and work out and stay in shape as well. Well, let's just do this, okay? Um, because uh, for, for some people, uh, just talking about sports is a mental escape from everything that's going around. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's jump in a machine that we just created in the last five seconds. Michael Morgan has just rigged us up something. Let's go to a Marvel alternate universe. And let's say the Golden Eagles are starting spring football next week. And and I guess you, you come on with us gracious enough to come on with us once a week. Let's talk this week uh, for the next few minutes about the offensive side of the ball. In an alternate universe, what would excite you the most about offense for a spring football practice for the Golden Eagles? I think the biggest thing that would be to me, and I'm pretty sure to a lot of people, new offensive system coming in. This is the third offensive system in three years. Now, sure, the last the last two offensive systems, uh, there's not been that much difference, but there was. But this one here, if you go back and watch ULM, there's a lot of difference in the offenses that you're, that Southern Miss is going to run. The offense, ULM, they run the quarterback a lot more. A lot more passes down the seam. Uh, Southern Miss did a lot of drag routes to create uh, openings for Quez Watkins. He's gone now. Jalen Adams back. Uh you know, I, that's what I'm interested to see, what this offense is going to be like with the new offensive coordinator and the running game adjustments. How are they going to build on the running game? Ragsdale coming in, he's that all-purpose back that Southern Miss has been looking for. Frank Gore Jr. coming yeah, well, in, is he going to be able to contribute as a freshman? Yeah, and you look at uh, Matt Cubic coming in, they were a lot more balanced. And uh, we, we went to the place, I really I guess, really last year specifically because of our inefficiency in the 2018 season. We were a team last year that threw to set up the run. I think uh, Coach Kubik will will change that some, but it'll be a far more balanced. You look at what they did in, in Monroe, 207 on the ground, uh, 253 um, through the air. So it was a, a, a very much complement of both run and pass. Yes, it was. And and when you look at the running game, it was a north-south running game. Or a lot of our running game, if you notice, was, at the time we had DeMichael. He was fast. He was trying to get outside and create lane. This is going to be more of a north-south between the tackles type of running game. I, I'm interested to see how our offensive line comes. Because, look, the offensive line returns everybody except left tackle at doorbell. Now, they went out and, and they got a, uh, the DOS kid out of junior college. But they also have Coker Wright, who I'm pretty, I know that they're trying to play at left tackle. So how is that going to work? There's four offensive starters returning on the offensive line. So when you look at it from that point of view, this team ought to be able to run the ball, especially this offensive line that's been together for going on three years now. Yeah, I think that the the whole north south idea has always gone over better with Southern Miss fans. And if I've 
if I had a penny for every time I heard turn up the field during a game, I, I might have a lot of money right now. But uh, really, the the uh, one of the most exciting uh, positions that came out of the recruiting, you lose Quez Watkins, which is obviously hurts really bad. But, man, some of these kids that they signed with Brownlee, and I'm going to start calling him uh, DBB, Daquan Bailey-Brown, uh, you know, and, and you look at uh, Antoine Robinson from Colin, and, and you look at the Hayes kid out of Oak Grove. There's some real talent on the outside and, and a lot of speed coming in also. Yeah, I was talk- I talked to uh, recruiting coordinator Paul Ganella about some of these kids, and, and I can tell you right now, speed. Probably got the two best junior college uh, wide receivers in the state coming in. Uh, you look at the Quan Bailey Brown, you talked about him. All I heard was pure speed out of that kid. He can just flat out fly, which is not, which is not something that Southern Miss has had a lack of. Speed on Southern Miss at wide receivers has been there the past three to four years. Uh, you talk about Robinson and Brownlee, how, how quick they are. And then Hayes, the kid out of Hattis, uh, Oak Grove. Watch him. Tyler Kennedy, another kid out of Riverside, California, can, can really move. So I, I think it, it was, bringing in guys that can play immediately but add speed to it. And once again, the whole idea of the new offensive coordinator getting vertical, hitting seam, I think that plays in well to what wide receivers they bought in. Get them in seams, let them use their speed and space, and let them make, uh, you know, get the ball down the field 10, 15 yards down the field and then let them uh, create yards after catch. Yeah, I feel like Daquan Bailey Brown. Uh, pe- people think about Quez and they think about a small receiver. Quez Watkins is six foot two. Daquan Bailey Brown is five ten. He's more. Uh, everybody remembers Casey Martin. Man, he was like our Wes Welker. Yeah. You know, it seems like Daquan Bailey Brown will be a true slot receiver for the offense. Absolutely, and but now they did add some size at wide receiver. You, uh, the kid uh, from Oak Grove, he's six three, six three. Jason Brownlee is six three. I, I, I do agree. It's more of slot receivers, and Jalen Adams is a slot receiver. Are they going to work him on the outside now? Not the biggest kid, but obviously we've seen him return kicks and stuff. He can actually fly, and when he gets the football, he can move. So you're right. Who's going to work on the outside? It seems like there's a lot of inside guys they can use, but who's going to work on the outside? Don't forget Trevor Terry. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of returning pieces at wide receiver, too. There sure is. Well, we, I'm, I'm sad we have to uh, get back in our machine and come back to the real universe. Oh, man. Uh, but, but it's it's sure fun throwing throwing it around. Heath, uh, BigGoldNation.com, man, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it, man. Have a great Wednesday. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. I'll have a good one, buddy. Heath Hinton of BigGoldNation.com, throwing around a hypothetical spring offense for the Golden Eagles. May not be going to happen, probably won't going to happen, but uh, sure fun to talk about it. We'll take a commercial break and be back after this on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located just in the shadow of M.M. Roberts Stadium on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Greatly appreciate their sponsorship 
of the Eagle Hour. Thanks to uh, Heath Hinton, and uh, Heath wanted me to let everybody know we met Tim Jones. Trevor Terry graduated, but Tim Jones, uh, a big part of the Golden Eagle offense this year. He's going to be back uh, next year uh, as a senior along with some of these standouts uh, that are coming in. Antoine Robinson, Brownlee from East Mississippi, uh, Daquan Bailey Brown uh, from Community College. So, uh, I hope that was okay and, and you enjoy that. We'll try to enter our uh, alternate universe machine uh, at least once a week and talk about what ifs and, and hypotheticals. Um, speaking of alternate universes, uh, Kelly Sander has managed to leave the southwestern part of the United States and has spent this morning catching lobster off the coast of uh, Maine in the Atlantic Ocean. How did it go this morning, Kelly? It went good. This is all part of my fitness protection program. You know, I'm in the government's fitness protection program. Um, <laughs> so you got to keep moving. That's how Lincoln got it. So, yeah, it went from... Um, Too soon. Uh, from New Mexico. Well, oh, I guess I can say that now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and the shots they were giving me for this, uh, this you know, this experimental uh, drug, you know, that would take care of this virus in case I got it. I, I don't know. It's... It made me feel a little weird, and and even but even under that influence of that whatever it was, Black Sabbath still sounded like crap. So really, yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to that well, first album? It's it's pretty pretty darn good. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's something something's off a little bit. But, uh, and this treatment's not for the virus. We think it's this is a completely different virus that's yeah. affecting you. It's and Kelly Sander virus. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Bob said it. You're the only carrier in the world, Kelly. Yeah. So um, that's why we're you're getting moved around so much. That's right. Well, and that's and that's all women need is another excuse to stay far away from me. You know. Um, no, Kelly, they really don't. I'm just joining the show, but they really don't need an excuse for that, Kelly. Oh, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's, it just gives them, just gives them another weapon. You know, it explains why, why women always have a tape measure that they're extending. It's like this far. Six <laughs> they, yeah. They've always had that. You've, you've, known, with Kelly. you've known social distancing your entire life. There's no problem with it. Yeah, whether I wanted to or not, I've been a, yeah, been a victim of social distancing my entire life. Yeah. So. He's wise. Well, social media um, was created. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The NFC South has instantly become the most amazing division in football. Teddy Bridgewater leaves the Saints going to the Panthers. And Tom Brady is going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. What is going on? Uh, well, Are I we still in the alternate reality thing we were doing? or uh, No, we actually came back to 2020. Okay. That's where we are. Well, I heard that uh, that the, the new Tampa Bay Stadium, the naming rights, uh, the Claiborne has actually bought naming rights to the Tampa Stadium. <laughs> wait for it. Wait, wait, wait. Where is it? Oh, man. There it is. There you go. So it would only be appropriate that they bring old man Brady in there, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. I... How about uh, Michael's team? Nick Foles announced about an hour ago as a new quarterback for the Bears. Yeah. And he was with who? Uh, Jacksonville. With Jacksonville yep. got injured. I guess that. I guess that opens the door for the Mississippi kid to be the starter in Jacksonville. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Right. In fact, well, that's what all question, the articles are saying that he's right. he's the guy. Well, my question back to the Tom Brady thing is: so that does that mean they're not bringing Jameis back, Jameis Winston? I mean, that, that's certainly what you well, – Tom Brady's not going to be a backup. Yeah. He's gone, yeah. yeah. I'd say he's gone. The absolute – this won the internet today. There's this uh, this uh, slow-moving 
uh, gif with this man staring at his hands in awe and just rubbing his hands back and forth. And uh, the caption said, when Mike Evans catches a real pass for the first time in his career. <laughs> Meaning from Tom Brady? Yes. Well, I, I like the one that had a picture of Brady in the Tampa Bay uniform and said to to Tampa Bay fans, if you weren't with us when we were seven and nine, we don't want you when we go eight and eight. Well, so so what do you got? I think really, I, I I don't see how Tom Brady does make him an instant playoff team. Depends on their system, though. It may not work because well, we've seen that before with great quarterbacks. They go to a a team and it just it doesn't well, happen. Bruce, Bruce. Bruce Arians, you know, who's now the head coach at Tampa Bay, of course, he was with Arizona. Of course, Bruce Arians was the offensive coordinator at Mississippi State for years. But when Arians now at Tampa, he has experience at Arizona in getting these older quarterbacks. Carson Palmer, you know, went from Cincinnati to Arizona and had a, had a pretty productive, uh, you know, final few years of his career. Um, so it's, this, this certainly is not unprecedented, particularly with, um, with Bruce Arians. So um, so now he's in Tampa Bay and, and brings somebody like Tom Brady in. But, but you guys look, and it's, and again, not taking anything away uh, from Tom Brady, but you just, you know, the old gray mare just ain't what he used to be. And, and he's human after all. And at his age, you're, it's, not, it's not reasonable on, in the football realm for him to be as productive as he was 10 or 15 years ago. So, you know, I just, I just don't know. I don't. I just don't know how that's going to work. And but you are going to find out, as we talked about yesterday. It's about that system in New England. You know, um, they just they just but, do um, it differently. But, but let me ask you this though: Jameis Winston threw for five thousand yards last year and thirty count them three zero interceptions, and that team won seven games. That's what I'm saying. They're they're they were on the verge of being a playoff team this yeah. year. Yeah, but, but but as much as as he threw, for, but Jameis Winston was a little more mobile too than than Tom Brady uh, was, and he is. I um, wish he would retire because he is he's six days older than I am, and watching him play <laughs> at this point in my life, it's desperation. You can do it, Michael, to, no, come, no, come no, out of retirement, Michael. No, Take the on, Bears over. On, beat no, Foles out in training camp. Makes me hey, feel good. Old hey, good for Jamie time. Collins, you guys, huh? Good for Jamie Collins, yeah, yeah. Detroit. Getting that, getting Michael, that you you should listen to that. You could probably make the uh, roster up there in Cincinnati. I probably could. Probably he, could. Yeah, he can make the Bengals for sure. Yeah. Hey, the Bengals signed two free agents yesterday, and uh, there might be you know they're trying to send a signal to Joe Burrow that they're trying to get better. And kind of like that other thing this morning, if you weren't with us when we were two and fourteen, we don't want you fans when we go three and thirteen. Right. So you know, actually, actually, weren't they one and fifteen, Kelly? If I'm not mistaken, this year. No, we won our last two games. You did. You were on a streak. Yeah. You were yeah, on a streak. Beat the Ravens, I think, in, in one of those games. Well, that, um, that must have been when the Ravens were resting everyone, correct? Mm. Yeah, the two game. Yeah, the two game winning streak started when we played the Korean War vets, um, <laughs> and that was <laughs> close. <laughs> it was. They're fighters, buddy. I'll tell you that. Um, they're fighters. But isn't it ironic that we've hey, got uh, all this can news? Can we just admit? Oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, Luke. Can we just admit that the Bengals did beat the Washington Redskins this year? Can we yeah. just state that fact? They did not. What are you talking about? In preseason, we did. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, preseason. Exactly right. The last regular season game they played, they played in London, actually, and it ended yeah. in a tie. 
<laughs> Remember that? Which was, Everybody's which was a winner. Right. Yeah, which, I think which the two teams missed four field goals in overtime, if I remember that one correctly. So the NFL, you know, any, have you got anything new on Quez Watkins and where he might be in the upcoming draft? I know there, I know the NFL is going to have the draft that's scheduled in April. They're taking away all the fan-related activities around it. But um, everything I keep hearing says that Quez Watkins' stock has gone, has gone way up, you know, because of that 40-time that he put out there. I have heard nothing. I think my biggest concern right now about the NFL is will the season be delayed? I mean, I realize that's a ways off, but I don't know. Well, so many things are a ways know. off now that they're yeah. delaying. Who knows? So. who knows? You know, who knows? I don't well, know. Ryder Cup in September got delayed. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, let's just skip preseason and just go into the season, which we've yeah. talked about a few times. Yeah. This, this may be positive. This is well, strange when the new- Yeah. When the new collective bargaining agreement goes into effect, you know, I don't know if that goes in in 2021 or if that will actually start this fall because they're adding a 17th game. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, well, where are they going to put that game? But you have to remember they're going to shorten the preseason. So yeah. uh, they can tack it on, you know, that first week. But um, hopefully we're going to get to to some type of, uh, like say, in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway there, they're hanging on for dear life, hoping they're not going to have to cancel that thing at the end of May. I, I can't imagine how they would allow that many people together. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine that that could happen. Well, unless, you know, the next eight weeks, we're, we're being told, you know, from if you're, everybody's paying attention, the next eight weeks are critical. If, if things look like uh, in eight weeks things are starting to trend the other direction, um, and, you know, by this fall, we're going to have a vaccine for this, um, is what we're also being told. So if we can just, the next, next eight weeks are going to tell a lot as to. Yeah. Well, hopefully. To, Let, let's hope. Yeah. Let's, yeah, hope for for the, sure. let's hope for the health of everybody in the world, more so than sports. And, and hopefully, Kelly, that means they'll release you from New Mexico. Is that correct? Well, I'm up in yeah, Maine He's actually now. in Maine today. Oh, you're yeah. in Maine. I'm sorry I was late getting in on the show. Uh, well, I've been man. hanging out with the, the bushes up in Kennebunkport. Is that what is the name that of this right? place? Is? Is that yeah, right? yeah. You've been spreading so, the love, no pun intended. Well, as we've said before, Bob, that's how President Lincoln got it. So you got to stay on the move, you know. <laughs> so keep taking those shots, Center. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Kelly Center on the phone. We'll take another commercial break and I'll be back right after this on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Maybe Kelly Sander will uh, bring us back some lobster off the coast of Maine as he continues his journey around the universe. Eagle Hour on a Wednesday. Bob, Michael, uh, and Luke from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day. By Toyota of Hattiesburg. You can go on their website, toyotahattiesburg.com, and check out all the new 
certified and pre-owned Toyotas for sale. Great place. Call them up if you're looking for a car. Toyota Hattiesburg, greatly appreciate their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Well, fresh off the hot take, guys, um, the White House is working towards a stimulus package that could possibly send two $1,000 checks for every American. So, Michael Mergens, what would you do with your $2,000? Put it towards a new air conditioner which we need because timing has yeah it's it's been one of those bob years. i'm gonna buy gifts for you and michael all right why don't you buy the air conditioner then i'll use mine and i'll go <laughs> buy a guitar or something how about you luke oh you know you know i i got to thinking about this and and this isn't a political show but at the same time you know some people would would save that money and that would that would probably, you know, be right. I would at least spend some of it. I would go around Laurel and Jones County and I would just spend money. I know it I know just me doing that doesn't can't affect my local economy as one person, but I think, you know, if that happens, people should invest, you know, and and you that's know, that's what if, they want you, you to do with the money. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point uh, to it. I, I think some people are going to put it in a Folgers jar no. and and hide it, but um no. yeah, so I can I can see myself going to get uh, going to eat a really nice steak somewhere, right. um, helping other, you know, and, and this is, that goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Um, you want to reach out to your neighbors in some way, maybe put a note in their mailbox or something. There's a lot of people right now may need you to make a grocery run. So maybe use that to go, go buy groceries for somebody. Um, but, but, you know, interesting though. Um, it's kind of unprecedented on that. Bob, we were talking to Russ Anderson, uh, in the first segment and, uh, one of the things that he noted, uh, was that spring football, and, and nobody thinks spring football is going to go down at, and, and happen, um, but th- that is a school decision. That's, that's not conference. The s- cancellation of spring sports competition is not spring football, and so obviously every university mm-hmm. will make that. But we were, Heath Hinton and I were tossing around, you know, if, if there's no spring football and then everything clears and the, the season starts on time, you think the NCAA might step in and, let uh, there be some official practices, at least you know, in the summer, so that you could take a little time off and, and get some stuff adjusted before you showed up for preseason. Yeah, I guess everything is just so fluid, man. Nobody, nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows what to expect, and uh, that's just the way it is. Let, let me say this real quick while we have a couple minutes. I, I wasn't on the show because I was on a conference call with our corporate headquarters, and uh, uh, you know, I, I just want everybody that listens to this show to understand that the, that the ownership and the and the corporate management of, of TeleSouth uh, continues to tell all the market managers that we've put our sales operation on hold. The radio stations here are to serve our communities and to serve businesses in our communities uh, that rely on us to help them. And so we're, we're going to continue to do this show, and, and we're laughing and kind of cutting up, and we're not making light of the situation. You know, we're to a point here that nobody comes into this building but me and Michael. Nobody's coming into our Laurel facilities, really, but Luke and Sheila. We all take this very, very seriously. We're very, very concerned about the well-being of everyone in our listening audience. And, uh, and look, I think you said this earlier. We want to just continue, if, as long as we can, to reach out to our Southern Miss listeners around the state because – it's a diversion. You know, we all love athletics and we love Southern Miss. And this gives you an hour to maybe get your mind off of some other things and, and hear from some of your favorite Southern Miss figures and hear us talk about the NFL. But I just don't want anyone to misconstrue 
uh, that all of us at TeleSouth are, are not in this with everyone else. And, uh, Luke, we're going to all get through this, aren't we? We are. We, we will. And that's one of the reasons why we will continue to bring on head coaches. There's going to be a component to the show going forward where we do want to update you, you know, and talk about what you're staring at. At the same time, we are going to cut up and we are going to reminisce and we are going to talk to, to former players and all that. And, and it, the whole point of that, we want to give you a release. We want, we want right. you to, to be able to, to have to not have to, to think about something and, you know, all day long. And, and speaking of, reminiscing and, and thinking through this. There's a great article up on MississippiToday.org, our good friend Rick Cleveland, and he wrote a uh, an article today uh, about Matt Guidry, who going into uh, the, the last game he played in was a game against Troy. He had reached base for 72 straight games, hmm. and uh, Rick Cleveland writes a really good article about Matt Guidry. That's on uh, MississippiToday.org. Yeah. You wonder about kids like Guidry. Do kids like that come back and and take advantage of that last year of college? Do they move on? Like you said, Luke, do you have spring football? Do you not? I mean, how do you make those judgments? And uh, and and I think everybody has to try to understand that it's just fluid and things could change tomorrow. Right? We could have good news tomorrow, right. or, or or maybe not. But uh, we'll just carry on, guys. Right? That's all we you will. can do. All right, and we'll carry on tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.